Well, hello, and uh, welcome to the uh, podcast, the first podcast of many, one would hope. Uh, it's me, Ben Glazer, here with The Last Whistle, and it's the first episode of many, and uh, season one. Of course, we're going to do seasons and episodes because uh, simply when I upload this stuff, of course, it's going to be on uh, the platform Spotify, and so you need reference to what I'm talking about, I guess. Um, it could be one season. It could be just one episode. Or it could be many. It depends on what you guys want to listen to. If you like listening to what you hear, then uh, we'll have more, I'm sure. Anyway, so here I am, Ben Glazer, here. We're talking to you about football and sport in general. We're going to cover lots of different things over the course of the uh, many episodes ahead of us. We're going to cover mostly Leeds United, of course. And, of course, we'll also talk about other teams within the EFL Championship and that of the the Barclays Premier League. So um, we are certainly going to take in requests in this uh, period of episodes, uh, from this episode and future episodes. And if you have a team that you want to discuss, uh, send your information to me and I'll talk about it on the podcast. So what are we going to talk about today? So we are going to talk about, uh, first and foremost, Leeds United, the team of which I support, the team of which is considered to have somewhat of an unforeseen uh, season this year, you could say, after certainly being relegated from the Barclays Premier League last year, um, it's fair to say that this year could be somewhat of a challenge. Um, Why do I say that? Well, I think given there are several players within the Leeds United squad, we've understood that have put in interest to want to leave, put in transfer requests or otherwise uh, want to try and activate their considered uh, clauses within their contracts uh, to move on, and many of which are seeking for Premier League football. Um, now, it's a bit hard from a fan's point of view, certainly from my point of view at least, because uh, we talk about that and we talk about how we were once in the Barclays Premier League, and of course we got relegated from the league uh, with the players that we have. So to talk about wanting to play Premier League football, uh, many fans of which I've spoken to have said, well, actually, maybe we could have had that had we played just that little bit better. Uh, yes, of course, but that's not the case. And now we see ourselves in the Barclays Premier League um, last year and now this year, the Championship. So what do we have ahead of us? Well, we, we know that we've got to uh, strengthen the squad. Uh, we've got a lot of players that want to leave. Um But there are some positive signs, uh, certainly from other fans of the EFL Championship, certainly um, in in regards to West Brom fans. And it's understood that some fans of which, in particular, one particular fan. Now, if you're a fan, let me just go, uh, just just say quickly before we touch this particular subject, uh, if you're an interest, if you're interested in podcasts and you're interested in following Leeds United, or should I say the square ball, uh, it's a podcast which you can listen to on Spotify. Uh, you would have heard uh, the conversation around a particular uh, West Bromwich fan who had said uh, about the Leeds game that although it was a draw, they in particular were very pleased to see the result as of which it was. Uh, and that's simply because they considered Leeds United to be, uh, in their mind, uh, a top six team and certainly one that would be considered to be in the line for promotion or certainly playoffs, uh, and we're quite relieved to see that they picked up a point from Leeds United. And if you talk about that particular statement to a Leeds fan, on the other hand, um, then you could probably ask yourself the question, 
do they agree? Probably not. Um, I think if you had have seen the team uh, that we had when we were in the the Premier League uh, come down to the Championship and actually fight in the Championship this year, then despite the fact that there were some very concerning uh, football uh, goings-on within the Barclays Premier League. When we were in the Premier League, before we got relegated, uh, some of the, the leaky goals that we, we, we conceded, obviously we went down. Um, one would suggest that maybe even that side, under its form and rock-bottom form at that, that would still probably not be able to compete within the Championship, given it took us, what, 17 years to get promoted to the Premier League. Um, uh, but all things considered, that's not going to be something we're going to witness now because obviously we've seen many players already go out of the door. Um, Tyler Adams, uh, Aronson, uh, just to name a couple. Um, you know, we've also heard the, the saga around uh, Willie Nonto and of course a fantastic player that he is, or should I say he has huge potential. Um, maybe not quite unlocked within the Leeds United ranks, but, you know, maybe... Again, from my, from my understanding, it's understood that he he's had a meeting with the with the with the board, and he might well actually continue his his career with Leeds United and push on. Uh, one could hope that that would be the case because we need uh, people to rally behind the cause, and uh, hopefully Willie Nonto will see the light, uh, since he also indeed has uh, somewhat of a contract that he has to adhere to, or at least you would want to believe he would. And uh, he hasn't got what some players have already had within the Legion United ranks, an activation clause on relegation. So where does that leave us? So we've got Willie Nonto. Hopefully he will be uh, playing for us again in the first 11. Hopefully he can put his difficulties aside with the club and, uh, you know, he can just push on. Because I think, if anything, it's fair to say that Willie Nonto is only going to... Um, uh, achieve great things if he just knuckles down and uh, you know gets on with Leeds United uh, this year at least uh, maybe you know next window he might well be become available uh, but I think for his benefit it's probably fair to say and he's probably already been told this by uh, the club um, maybe even his agent that um, you know he needs to or wish I'm assuming he wishes to uh, want to play for Italy so therefore uh, he needs to put in the performances to show Italy, of, uh, at least, that um, they, you know their national team want him on the pitch. Um, so hopefully Willie Nonto will, will have seen the light. Uh, Luke Haley, of course, um, got to say, fantastic again. Uh, that guy always seems to, um, you know, turn a performance in when we need him. Um, it is crazy right now with Leeds. I think what we are crying out for is a, uh, a prolific striker it'd be nice to say uh, but just a striker nonetheless I think Ruter is not doing it for us um, Bamford uh, sadly to say is, is or should I say has had uh, a considerable amount of injuries he's never really come back into form not since we saw him back in the championship um, to think that he could pick up that form from where he left off in the championship this year would be would be terrific uh, and I think even for him but that could be considered optimistic. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to say from a Leeds fan's point of view, certainly from my point of view at least, uh, that uh, we could do with at least one, maybe two strikers. Uh, and we need a, probably a, a good central defender as well. Um, there is a lot of interest um, from from Everton. Obviously, we've understood uh, being that they're in the Premier League. And, and although concerning as it would seem if you're an Everton fan, uh, whether they would stay up in the Premier League this year or actually are they going to be battling at the bottom like previous recent years, uh, maybe this year could be the year you see Evertonians accept a uh, relegation. 
who knows? Who knows? Uh, only time will tell. Uh, but it does appear that uh, Everton have been interested in a number of candidates from Leeds United uh, in the recent uh, weeks. So uh, we could see some movement there, uh, maybe, but uh, we shall see. Um, but I think one thing to say is um, we need to just sort of accept the fact, don't we, that we are down in the championship and um, we're there for a reason. You know, we have to be put in the performances at the top flight if you want to stay within the league. Um, but just holding on from Leeds United for a minute, just holding that thought, um, you could say, regardless of who you support in football, um, it's a little bit crazy in football in general. Uh, completely and utterly, isn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, if you're a Chelsea fan, it's all a bit miserable. You know, uh, if you're a Manchester United fan, I think um, maybe the support is weaning for Ten Hag. Uh, if you're uh, an Everton fan, I think, again, you know, you're probably thinking, actually, is this going to be the year we see ourselves relegated to the Championship? Um, you know, so there is a lot of um, football craziness, you could say, going on um, within many clubs. Um, Arsenal take Arsenal for this year you could say maybe they will be in contention for pushing again for the title but you know it's fair to say yes of course they've got a strong side um, but we know what they're up against they're up against Manchester City and of course that side always seems to turn out the performances um, when you've got somebody like Haaland up front who, who can knock them in for fun so it'll be interesting to see how certainly in the Premier League uh, that things pan out and it'll be interesting to see how maybe Sheffield United do and uh, or even Nottingham Forest um, in the, f the coming weeks but I think one thing for sure regardless of, of the size or magnitude of the club uh, Premier League football this day and age is very nitty gritty uh, not so much as like the championship nonetheless uh, but, uh, but it's certainly a very very tough division uh, to stay within um, just given for example Burnley's position um, although they're back up and um, I'm sure Burnley fans will be hoping they'll stay there um, who, who knows? Again, it's, it's, it's unforeseen, isn't it? And that's the thing with football. Um, Money-orientated, yeah, you get the players in, you put in the performances, and, uh, and you get the results. It's a results game. It's a results uh, uh, market, isn't it? So, uh, But, yeah, on the subject of Leeds United, I think, you know, actually, yes, they do need to bring some players in. Probably, like I say, a central defender. They probably need to bring, bring in a striker. Uh, a couple of strikers I think if I'm honest uh, we are very light on the ground there and I think knowing that we can see the likes of Alien pulling out a, a performance or two when we need him and um, and, and qu uh, quality that that man is uh, you know we can't rely on him every week uh, and it's sometimes hard to see where the goals are coming from um, but you know certainly um, we just got to keep knuckling down and hopefully the results will come our way uh, and, and the championship is unforgiven but yet there is opportunity there and um, it's, it's fair to say that there is opportunities for us to be fighting for at least top six this year. I, mean, I don't know what the, the board's position are on how we see ourselves this year or whether it's just a consolidation effort just to sort of um, step back a little bit and then maybe have another go but next year, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think that certainly from a Leeds, a Leeds point of view, a Leeds fan point of view, that um, you know, it's all about getting back up into the Premier League and we'll do it hopefully as quickly as possible. Um, <clears throat> VAR, interesting subject. Of course, obviously, uh, from my point of view, I would say actually I'm probably missing it already. I think had we had the VAR 
uh, in effect back in the game we had against Bright uh, against uh, Brighton against Birmingham I think probably the uh, the goal would have not stand or should I say not have stood uh, there was definitely a handball in the area and uh, I think we probably could have taken all three points in that game had VAR existed within that league structure um, but having said that, there are arguments against VAR. Uh, as some would some would say that actually VAR just slows the game down, and um, actually, you know, without VAR, the game is somewhat more fluent. Um, I would probably agree to some degree. Uh, but when it comes to, in my mind, when it comes to nail biting decisions and uh, win or lose decisions, I think actually that's where VAR comes out on top. Um, and there has been discussions around um, the the ability to uh, conduct VAR, the fluidity of it, and should VAR take as long as it does, in some cases, uh, to make a decision based on a handball uh, or even a penalty decision. When we see what we see on the TV, you could say, well, actually, yeah, they do sort of string it out a little bit. Maybe the decisions need to be uh, somewhat quicker. I think there's an argument for that. Uh, my argument, of course, is, is if we can see what we can see, uh, and we're just the, the paying public, then why on earth can't they see these things in Stockley Park? You know, ultimately, they have the technology, do they not? And so why can't they make the decisions that we can see off the cuff straight away? You know, because after all, uh, my position on the subject of VAR is that uh, the rules are the rules, and the rules are there. And so if you know what the rules are, and you have video evidence, then surely it shouldn't take you that much time uh, to define whether a ball has been handballed within the area or otherwise there is a foul that's been committed. Or should we say, of course, if there has been any particular contact within a, a tackle uh, that has considered being late. So, yeah, there is a little bit of this, isn't there, this feeling about VAR, you know, is it still not working properly? Uh, I think it could be worked better, obviously. I think most people can agree on that. Um, but I think the argument for me is that actually, yes, there, there is probably no need for VAR in any case to take quite so long as it does uh, for those within Stockley Park to make a decision. Uh, you know, it's that's that's the sad reality of VAR. And yes, there are some decisions that come out of it which are good. And there are some also some decisions of which come out of it which are maybe not so good. Um, for me... Uh, my position on VAR is that uh, I think referees need to actually accept that, you know, if they've been asked to go to the monitor and they've made a decision or at least they've they've positioned themselves in making a decision prior to going to the monitor, that they, they can actually go, do you know what, I've got it wrong because the rules are the rules. And, and I don't believe that actually the referee needs to feel the need to stand by his decision when actually he's been to the monitor and he's seen the decision that he made and then he's reflected upon that decision within the video evidence and actually decides, no, actually, I've probably got this wrong. No, I'm overturning it. And there should be a position in, in the game for that. Um, whether it makes the referee look silly or not is neither here or there. In my position of the game, it's, well, actually, that's a decision that's been made. You made it in error. You've seen the evidence. Now overrule it. Now, I don't think there's any fan on the planet, regardless of the team of which you support, would ever have a problem with that. If the game did extend to make that correct decision um, but I think what we've discovered with VAR since it's been in, in, in practice is that um, referees too often would see the red, see the evidence, make a decision already prior to seeing the evidence realise that the evidence maybe was or was not quite the way they saw it but they will go with their, their decision anyway which actually makes you then think 
well, what was the point in going to the monitor in the first place? If you were always always going to decide on your initial opinion within the the incident. So that's my bit on the uh, VAR. Um, but no, certainly I think that could work in favour of us. I think with the championship, I think actually, you know, I I, I do think, and I've, loved, I've listened to various podcasts, and you know, many of you might also have heard. Uh, the podcasts uh, related around um, Simon Jordan on uh, TalkSport. Uh, he would, and I, I do think highly of this guy, I do, I do think he speaks a lot of um, sense when it comes to sport, uh, particularly football indeed. And I will say, actually, he um, he's spoken on these matters, and I, I tend to agree with him. Um, I do think there is a need to, to pick up on, on the timings uh, with VAR, uh, but I also agree with when he says about things such as uh, the, the the potential uh, of VAR becoming across the board, and I think a lot of it at the moment is is logistical, financially just logistical, such as uh, whether they can. Okay, let's say for example where I'm from is Dover, uh, whether Crabble Dover non-league could actually afford uh, that type of technology, which of course is the debate, and I think this is where maybe the EFL. Um, up and down the, the the leagues are sort of at that crux of the matter of, of whether whether clubs can actually afford to put that that technology in. But I think if you were taking the money out of the equation for a moment, um, I think if you were to ask that question to clubs, do you want VAR at your home grounds? I would imagine they would probably agree, yes, we would, um, simply because it's that peace of mind. I think actually football has moved on. I think the game has become a lot quicker. Uh, and uh, and as as a result of that, there is that need for AI intelligence uh, because of the the level of detail now that we have to conduct ourselves within. Um, I think it, you know it's been said going back to the Leeds game against uh, Birmingham. Had there be VAR in that game, there was absolutely no reason why uh, the the goal uh, against Leeds United would have stood um, with the considered and very evident handball. Um, it just would not have stood. Um, be it good or bad VAR, I just I can't imagine in any way, shape or form at Stockley Park would they have looked at that evidence and said, do you know what, no, ev- uh, uh, Birmingham won it up. It just it was just it was just impossible. It could never have happened. So there are incidents like that, whereas you would be crying out for the likes of VAR and uh, you would expect it in any case under those circumstances. Um, but of course, yeah, you don't want it slowing down the game, uh, and of course that is the, the 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 negative aspect of VAR. So, uh, but I think going back to Leeds, I think the the position in which they're in, yes, they need to bring in a striker. Yes, they need to bring in probably somebody in the back uh, centre back uh, back four. Um, they are um, certainly within a shout of of pushing on for uh, you know that type of uh, top six. Absolutely, uh, they do need to knuckle down. Um, but I do think we have the ability to, to even with the side that we have, uh, mix in with this bunch. You know, I mean, I mean, the the level of football ability within the championship this year, particularly from the feeling of the fans, not just with Leeds, but with just other fans around the division, it's all to play for. And I don't think there is any standout qualities uh, within any particular club within the championship this year, particularly, that is a guaranteed. So I think that's where I suppose you could say Leeds do have a good chance. And, uh, you know, to come away with a, a very 
Um, very tough game against West Brom, but a game which, again, large parts of the game we we did sort of look just maybe that little bit in front of of West Brom. I think we 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 edged it. Unfortunately, again, goals wins games, and uh, and you know that's something that we as a Leeds club, Leeds United club fan base and 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 people who are all concerned have witnessed over the last course of the last what 12 to 18 months we've seen a difficult period with putting the ball in the back of the net so yeah let's just uh, move on onwards and upwards um you know we hope to uh, obviously improve on recent results but of, co- of course we're not we're not showing a bad form although things could be better uh, i think actually Leeds have got the opportunity to push on um, we have got a, lum- a number of young uh, youngsters within the squad uh, that, as now being a championship team, I think we've got an opportunity to bring them through, and uh, you know it'd be nice to see them. We've got Ipswich in uh, three days' time, so we'll be playing away from home. Uh, Ipswich again are a side that you know should never be taken for granted. There's no game, there's no game in the championship that you can just turn around and go, do you know what? This is a walkover because. No games are guaranteed, but uh, I, I think certainly with uh, with Leeds, I think we can. You know, we can we can steady the ship here. I think we can go with this, and and fortunately, I think it's fair to say, uh, with with Daniel Farker, that uh, you know, with his level of experience within the championship, certainly under Norwich, that we've got every opportunity of pushing on and um, and doing some really good things under him. So we shall see. I will be back soon uh, with another podcast. This is the first of hopefully many podcasts on Leeds United and all things sport. Uh, we'll bring you some uh, news updates around sport regardless of the team uh, obviously we'll be also taking in requests as well so if you've got anything you want me to discuss in, rega- in regards to the game or in regards to your team uh, please do shoot over a message to me and I will bring it up within a following podcast anyway thanks thanks again and I will speak to you all again very soon